One and two and three and four. There's murder and intrigue, but the kids of Riverdale are gonna be just fine, just fine, just just fine. There's Jughead and Betty, and Dad's a serial killer serving some jail time, jail time, jail jail time. We got milkshakes at Pops. And mimosas at Veronica's Yeah, the kids of Riverdale are gonna solve some crime Some crime, some, some crime Cause the kids of Riverdale are gonna still be fine Maybe damaged, damn, damn, damaged Sit right down, you're gonna have a real good time With Team Cheryl Who's Archie? Previously on Milkshakes and Mimosas, the gang got together to reminisce about the past four seasons of Riverdale, share some holiday cheer, and yell at Jason for incessantly plugging unrelated films. Hello and welcome to another episode of Milkshakes and Mimosas. Did I actually start a new one or just pretend to start a new podcast recording? We will find out. But that's okay. I'm joined with my normal hosts, Jason and Valeska to talk about episodes 9 and 10 of season 4 of Riverdale on this recap. So, normal? Jason. I'm I'm feeling special. I think I deserve Oh, you the think you're special? special? You think you're a special a special mm-hmm. host, the special host? Normal. No, you're not normal. <laughs> uh, Valeska, any any adjectives you want to, to be thrown your way? I love being called normal. This is really special for me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, okay. So, uh, Jason, what's the first episode? Uh huh, yeah. You know what? That's plenty of. That's what. That's what Riverdale has in spades. Abs. They put the abs in abnormal. Um, Jason, what is the first episode's name? And who do you want to hear about first? So we have. uh, Well, I mean, before we get into that. I feel like there's some unfinished business that needs to be taken care of before we move forward into review. Sure. And that, yeah. um, and that unfinished business is, I believe, I owe Valeska a little limerick. Oh wow! I'm okay, all ears. I hope this doesn't get us all canceled. Someone asked Jason to write a limerick. <laughs> all right. Before. Okay. Aries, go ahead. <clears throat> Prepare to be canceled. Um. I want to I want to preface this by first saying that um, Valeska is clearly more literate than I am, so um, don't expect a lot. Right. <laughs> there, <clears throat> there is a podcast about a CW show on teens who fuck and jingle jangle with Papoutine, a smooth tongue idiot on his mic, foolishly misrepresented with a sound bite. Because after all, everyone knows Valeska's a queen. Wow, you know. I you know, I don't it. think anyone's. I don't think anyone's gonna ever write me a limerick or an apology on this episode or I any may, of these I shows. One. No one's. I ever don't think that do anyone's it. ever gonna write a limerick with that many syllables. <laughs> wow! <sighs> all right, all right, we got some real Miss uh, Appleyarding going on. Now I on. think you owe me a haiku <laughs> as an apology for my apology letter. <laughs> Oh man, I can't wait till I it. get to go till I get to go into a bookstore and see this is my apology, the novella, and then right beside it is the yeah, bitch. Well, this is my twelve-part series. You know series. what I'm saying? How how oh, dare my God. you? 
and then eventually it's one of you has to be the showrunner of a CW show that's solely people finding new ways to apologize to each other <laughs> until it just gets out of hand. Uh, I love you guys. Countries, you know. Oh, and still, I'm a better a... writer than anyone that works on Riverdale. So that's well, well, well. We're gonna we're gonna now get into some haiku. real. Yeah, well, I'll no, give them I a fucking think... haiku. I'm sure you would, and don't do it. Maybe we'll have a person who works on there once. We love you guys. We don't love you. We love you so much. Come on, AJ Applegate. You better get on this fucking podcast, and I will write you a haiku. Did you say KJ <laughs> Applegate? AJ Apple, is that that dude? The... Anyways, what's the title of uh, episode nine? <laughs> um, episode nine is um, entitled Tangerine. Tangerine. Okay, what do you think of when you hear that word, Jason? Um, because I'm old, the uh, first thing that comes to me is a Led Zeppelin song. Um, ah, see, I think of the movie. Have you seen the movie? Uh-huh, yes, yeah. It's it's very good, and thank God Riverdale does not touch on any of the same themes, or else we would well, So that was going to be my time. question, is that was, that's what I was assuming it was referencing, but it's not? No. No, I'm sure and, it is. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, uh, sure. Um, oh, God. Who do you want to hear about first? Because... There is all kinds of stupid in this episode, and it's, like, kind of all tiers of craziness. Um, so, like, I... How about this? Give me tier one to five, and I will give you a character synopsis. So you're saying tier one to five character? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Um, I think, um... In levels of craziness. Number one is the craziest. Okay, so you want me to start with the craziest, or you want me to just... No, 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 I want you to choose. This is the okay. point. You have to choose. Who, okay, so you want me to red think pill? who is the craziest? Red I pill think... or blue pill? <laughs> no, like, what level of uh, crazy do you want to hear about first? Oh, I mean, uh, let's go with... I think we need to build up. I'm going to say let's go five to one. Okay, uh, okay. yeah, sure. Uh, let's go with three. We're going to start at three. <laughs> okay, All right. I'm glad we played that game that meant fucking nothing. Let's go yeah. ahead. You know what? It would have meant something if you'd answered right. Oh, it would have meant fault. something if okay. you'd answered right. It is your fault, <laughs> and I will not write you a haiku because you I all owe me fucking haikus. Now. Uh, I will go straight a haiku for Andrew. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Archie. Where is Archie sleeping nowadays, Jason? What do you think he's sleeping? In the gym. Think... Yeah, he's sleeping at the gym. Yeah, just fucking sleeping at the gym like a chump. And uh, that's when good old Skeet Ulrich shows up and is like, dude, the vigilante that's going around and beating up guys. Archie, that's that's clearly you. We're not stupid. Everybody knows. You have the worst disguise in history. You look worse than Spider-Man did. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man did. Uh, come on now. Uh, and and he kind of like uh, goes, but don't worry. I'm going to come on and get some stuff to help the place out. And we can kind of help shape this up and make everything good. What does FP do? Mm. <sighs> he gathers all the boys who live at the gym together in a in with a fixing up montage, like an eighties fix it up montage <laughs> with music behind it. You know what that song, would be though? great, but uh, he oh. just puts in. Oh yeah, what song? What song would you put in there? Ooh. Mm. I want girls just want to have fun. <laughs> I like it. Um, I like it. That's good. Girls just want to. Girls just want to fix up gyms that only boys go to for some reason. 
Um, but yeah, so he just brings him a, a metal detector. What? That's it. Yeah, he just brings him a metal detector. He just goes, hey, here's a metal detector. And then Archie's like, wow, now I know when people bring in shanks to stab me. That's cool, I guess. Mm. You're like, all right, guys. Um, and then, uh, other than that, uh, they decide to go and stop them once and for all. But what, what can we do to stop these bullies? What can we do, Jason? Shoot them with a fucking bazooka. Nah, FP puts on his jacket, his serpent jacket. Or vest, or whatever the hell he wears. And now he's not the sheriff anymore. He's the head of the serpents. Do they have a dance-off? No, they just punch (laughs) some people. They just go punch, 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 punch. And then then, uh, FP goes to eat pie at, you know, at Pops (laughs) with uh, with Archie. As you do, they're eating pie. And then all of a sudden, somebody walks in and they go, and they shoot FP. Can I just ask a question? He's dead? Sorry, no, ca- uh, Caramel, ask the question. <laughs> How many Riverdale dads have been shot at Pops in the past three years? Let's see. Probably only two? Although Hiram said some close calls. Hiram said some close calls in there. Maybe move that metal detector from the gym to Pops. Yeah, yeah, that might be a good idea, especially because they're giving underage kids liquor license. Uh, but we'll get into that later. Um, but no, it's okay because, as we all know, Jughead is dying at the end of this season. Of course, that's what all the flash forwards have been sure, showing sure. us. So all of his, the armor that would normally save him, the plot armor that would normally keep him alive, it gets transferred to Skeet Ulrich, and he's gotcha. just like he's just minorly inconvenienced in a hospital bed. He's just Can I talk a little bit about this? He's shot in the chest. <laughs> and, and literally the next shot, he is sitting up in the hospital bed, not hooked up to any machines, totally fine, moving his right arm vigorously, even though he was just shot in that side. He will be home tomorrow morning. He has had no surgery. This Would is you... like 20 minutes after he was shot. What you fail to understand is these are Americans who are used to getting shot every single day of their life. Can we also so, talk a little bit about how, like, nobody has any hospital bills from all these getting shot Oh, that, that's the opposite of what happens in America. Um, but, but we're just used to getting gunshots. It's like catching a cold, you know? Like, he's not even woozy. Like, he just came out of surgery. He is totally fine. There's no bandage. There's, like, he's, uh, I it broke my brain. My brain is broken. I'm broken, Andrew. Send help. Ah. Uh, okay, you know what? I'll send help the same way that a uh, character to give exposition fangs sends help, telling Archie where the people who are giving you pain are at. Uh, because we find out uh, that it was Dodger and his boys, and they're about to leave town and never come back again. But Archie's like, mm-mm, can't let that happen. And if I continue to go down this road, I think Archie would come and beat up me, because I've probably given you this pain, Valeska, somehow. Oh, oh God! <laughs> I hope Archie does not show up at my door and interrupt the podcast like everyone else I mean, does. You did threaten me into coming on as a co-host. <laughs> I did, I did. <laughs> I say, you know what? You're you gotta come and co-host this podcast, or I'm punching a bunch of rivers. And you're like, I love rivers; <laughs> they're my favorite thing. Save the uh, rivers. Save the rivers. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, so uh, other than uh, instead of Archie just being like, yeah, I'll just let him go. Archie goes, no, I got to beat the shit out of him. So he shows up at his arcade. His mom is there, not Archie's mom, 
but Dodger's mom, and they have a fight. Darla. He fights Dodger's mom? She just mostly screams while he punches Dodger like a bunch. Yeah, yeah. Whichever one it was. Yeah, he just punches. Oh, it's Dodger, because I I don't think we see Fagin at this point. I think he, like, him, like, Fagin might have been one of the other ones who got beat up. Okay. Um, Anyway, so they fight to Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, but we'll get into a reason why they're fighting to that song later. Um, Archie nearly kills uh, Dodger, but then he looks back and all the kids who are normally at his clubhouse have come by to watch the street fight, as you do. I guess all the kids are just like, oh, man, we got to see Dodger get the crap beat out of him. And then Mm -hmm. Archie's like, oh, no, I am a bad role model for I just want to punch and destroy, forsooth. And that's basically his story. I mean, this is, he's just now realizing he's a bad role model? Oh, yeah, sorry, there's one more part that I forgot. (laughs) Uh, uh, Archie is moping down at the boxing ring, and who walks in but another surprise relative? That's right, that's right, we have another Andrews, and it's his dad's uncle, Frank. Frank no, it's Andrews. his uncle, Frank. Oh, yeah, his uncle, <laughs> Frank, who is his dad's Got brother. It. You know what? I I understand familiar relations about as good as uh, the show's writers do, so you got to cut me, cut me some slack here, Faleska. Can I just have a quick survey? How many no. of us have had a surprise relative come into our lives? Because it happens, oh. like, every week on this show. <laughs> um... Um, I never. That's never happened to me, actually. Not once. Interesting. How about yeah. you? No, you know, no, 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 none. Zip, zada, zip. So, zilch. are we the weird ones, or is Riverdale the weird ones? Uh, we're the weird ones. Let's okay. uh, let's not let's not kid ourselves. All right. Um, but you know what? Uh, who knows what this Fred Andrews is up to? Because his name's not Fred; it's Frank Andrews. It's fine. I remember characters' names. I don't. But you know what? We'll find about that next episode because we've got a jug to talk about. A jug full of head. That's Is this one, or are we worst. saying this one's like four on the crazy scale? Um, a three? I think this is probably two. I think this is two. Like, I think, I think uh, so Archie is three. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's four. My, my apologies, it's four. It's four or five. Anyways, so Jughead all of a sudden gets announced to have won the mystery writing contest and is now going to write a Baxter Brothers novel, but he has to sign a contract and behave. Shocking. We don't – we didn't see what story he wrote, and he did that, like, immediately quick. And he's all of a sudden like, well, I have to find my grandpa and get to find out why all this stuff is happening so that I can, on good conscience or not on good conscience, write the next Baxter Brothers mystery. By the way, I don't know what the Hardy Boys are up to nowadays, but I think that they killed Nancy Drew, just so you know. Just so you know. Could we just talk about the fact that they killed Nancy Drew instead of killing one of the Hardy Boys? There are two of them. They could have just killed one of the Hardy Boys, and then like Nancy and the other Hardy could have like solved that murder. Why kill Nancy Drew? I, th- I think Nancy Drew is just as dead as Jughead is, which is not at all. Good, because I love her. Nancy Drew is Nancy Drew is king, but let's talk about Baxter Brothers and how they suck. Anyways, so Jughead realizes that he has a half brother who's an FBI agent who could probably track down his grandpa. All of a sudden, he goes and asks him. It takes about five minutes. All of a sudden, what's his name? What's this guy's name? What's his name? I don't remember his name. The grandfather's name? No, no, no. I remember Forsyth, the senior or whatever the hell. The what's first. The, br- the first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the senior. Oh. Are you talking about Christ. Charles? 
Charles in charge. Yes, Charles. Okay. Jughead calls him Chuck. Chuck. Yeah. Chuck. There's all kinds of questionable, but but yeah, he's the you know he's the secret FBI man. He finds out that every day Forsyth goes, well, every week or month or whatever, he goes to one PO box to get his mail. He comes in from the forest. How do they know that? Does he have like leaves in his hair or something? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't. They know have how, way too much information. I don't know how they do it, and I don't know how he all of a sudden like because his he's not living at like a normal part of the forest like. He's like in like where a broken down buses and he's just like renovated it to be his beer drinking hole. Anyway, so he shows up, Jughead shows up and this not Brian Cox guy is his grandpa and his grandpa's all like, yeah, I wrote the first Baxter Brothers novel, but I sold it off legally. So it's, it's nothing to be done about it. And I got bitter about how much money the franchise made. And that's why I drank and beat your grandpa. Your father. I I also don't understand lineages because I <laughs> am an old drunk. <laughs> that checks out, actually. And then Jughead's like, yep, yeah, all right, sounds about right. But what if you came and visited my dad in the, and, uh, you know, made him feel better and then grandpa's like oh maybe i'll come and visit your father and then he doesn't go visit his father in the hospital and jughead signs a contract and gets into the quill and skull society but that's like legitimately too stupid for me to talk about unless you want me to do you want me to know what what do you think the quill and skull society is jason hold on oh my god they are so what am i doing in here yeah. Can you say hello? Hello. You going to bed? What? Are you talking to Grammy? No. <laughs> Where are you talking to? I'm talking about Archie Andrews. <laughs> she left. <laughs> <laughs> you have to leave uh, that in. Well. Uh, you know, as the Grammy of this podcast, I suppose <laughs> I suppose that I can leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Archie Andrews, and she literally turned around and walked away and closed the door. Oh, she's like, not, 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 not taking this thing. Um, okay, I apologize for that. So no, the, no, uh, you're fine. What about the Quill and Skull Society? I mean, um, and this is in relation to um, uh, Stonewall Prep. Yeah, I'm get. Oh man, I mean, Quill. I mean, it's got to be some kind of writing society, right? Like, I would think with the Quill, like maybe they are like secret horror writing society yeah that's probably that's probably it like it's just like a horror writing society i don't really know what their deal is they're just some oh we don't i think you put more thought into it than the writers did yeah they're (laughs) just like i don't know like uh what is what is that thing all the republicans are in um you know skull and bones skull and bones there you go that yeah so that's like rowing yeah it's just row it's basically row yeah, they call themselves a quill. Row. They wear they wear quills in their hair and row. Is that... Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So now okay. that I think about it, that might be number five because that's actually not that crazy. I didn't really care for that plot line. I thought it was like, come on, let's get some fun. It, it was there. It was there. Let's talk to, about. Don't oh. they have to get somebody somewhere with? I mean, we really at this point, right? Have because we're still on Tangerine, so we'll have what one, two, three, four, five episodes left in the season, right? Is that right? Yep. We need to get somewhere with fucking Jughead if he's going to be murdered. Uh, I think it's just going to happen in two episodes, it looks like. 
Um, from previews, it's just gonna happen. Okay. Just gonna happen. Hey, uh, uh, Veronica doesn't get into Dartmouth. How do you feel about that? Good. Good. <laughs> fine, fine, Good. Fine. I'm fine. glad it happened. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, how about this? How about this? She loses that. What What do you think about her losing her liquor license? Um. Well, I mean, man, there's a lot of children who need to get drunk. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it's tough times in Riverdale. The children need to get to get a little, you know, wasted. They're hang out at the fucking boxing ring all day, and they need some place to cut loose. So I don't feel good about it. Nope. Not my question. Yet. My question is, how did Veronica have a liquor license? how how on earth did she get a liquor license because they they introduced that as like an illegal speakeasy right because they, they gave her a license to run an illegal speakeasy i guess they gave <laughs> her a license to run an illegal speakeasy is it pop tate's license like i don't know what's going i mean it has to be i guess it has to be but like we'll talk about this later but a recruiter for a for columbia shows up and it's just super chill with this woman selling rum and just doing full-on cabaret performances. I don't... I don't... Okay. I what? can't even talk about that. So when Pop delivers that, he's like, <laughs> Hiram, Hiram, your father, Hiram, he was not raised right. And then Veronica's like, wait a minute. That sounds like a segue. He was raised right. And then it cuts to... Veronica's grandma shows up. Uh-huh. What do you think? What do you think Veronica's grandma can give to Veronica? That'll really like just put the needles in her father's face and not Frank acupuncture reasons. But Is that a common murder. idiom? I've never heard that before. You know, it's it's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> I mean, I guess um maybe a bar where she can operate legally. Ah, no, no, no. Hiram's mom has a secret rum recipe that she gives to veronica and then she shows up and slaps iron in the face and you're like damn damn so now she has this secret rum recipe like her business is going to explode yeah is that the idea like so well, this is like, basically well, the plot gonna... of the flaming bows episode of fucking the simpsons basically is that yeah what? pretty much but okay. like pretty much exactly um <laughs> anyways so then uh she knows that she's gonna have to close the bon we their liquor license um although by the way they have liquor in the establishment the literally the next episode so i don't know how fucking hard they are about this license but whatever um and so she decides to put on a super epic party for all of her friends where they'll drink this new fancy rum and have a great time so uh-huh. Hiram is all like, mm-mm, girl, you ain't having no crazy party. I'm going to bring in the Columbia recruiter. And also, just so you know, I patented that rum recipe, so you can't use it. So you can't drink here, and you can't make my special rum. And because of this, you won't even get into one of them fancy-ass schools. Dun, what dun, a dick. Dun. Yeah, he's a dick. A he's a dick. bad dad. He's a bad dad. But it's fine. She puts on such a great performance and sings Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting with Kevin. And the Columbia recruiter's like, hey, this sounds pretty dope. I'm down. Let's party. But was that performance really dope, though? I kind of didn't like it. Uh, as far as, 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 as Veronica performances go, it wasn't her best. It was it not. Best. It was not her best. But yeah. That's pretty much all she does. Was there anything crazy that else? The crazy that happens with her? 
that's sweet. about it. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Okay, let's ramp up the craziness. Yeah. We can't go full crazy because, believe me, we got to talk about Betty's plotline last because it's it's something else. So let's go to Cheryl. Oh, sweet Cheryl, the forerunner of this podcast, the bringer of dreams, mm-hmm. the putter honor of gas masks as she fills her house with bug bombs. I love Cheryl. Can I just? Can we just stop and say that? Even though did you miss? Did you just miss that last line that I told you? No. Do you know questions about I... that? You have no, no, no question. You have no questions about her putting on a gas mask and bug bombing her entire house to get somebody who's living and her in her walls out of her walls <laughs> because she thinks Is this like the people she's under doing... the stairs that are living in her house. What? No, it's just her mom. It's just her oh. mom. No gimp suits. Just her mom. Um, the gar the gargoyle king is living in her walls. That's what's. Yep, the gargoyle queen herself. Or queen. Bay, yes, queen. Sorry. All hail the gargoyle queen bay. Uh, has been the one who's been messing around with Julian, breaking the salt circles, probably stealing Nana's oh, eye patch, oh. slapping those babies so they cry, um, you know, staring at Jason's corpse longingly. Uh, everything. Can you just picture her sliding out from the walls to steal the eye patch and slide back in? What the fuck? <laughs> She's like, Mm-mm, no one's being that stylish in this house. So then, uh, yeah, so so Cheryl faked <laughs> committing suicide and then, like, put on the gut, gut bug bomb. And then, like, ha- then next shot, you see her with a full gas mask on. Who, by the way, she's sitting beside Julian the doll and Jason the corpse. Just so you get a full picture. Normal night at the Blossoms. Yeah, for sure. And so she decides to put her mom on trial. <laughs> it is amazing. It is so good. Who's the jury of this trial? Uh, Julian, Jason, Tony. Is Nana Rose there? Nana Rose is there. Oh, okay. So, like, just and the family, you know. Jason's corpse. Um, I think probably the 15 rats that live inside of Jason. Um, <laughs> the bug bombs yeah. didn't take care of them, huh? No, 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 no. You can't kill them. They're special rats. They had tiny um, gas masks. Does she yeah, put the no. corpse of her brother up to testify against her, her mother? Because I'd love to see that. No, he's just spectating. Yeah, okay. he's just spectating. It's not. It's really like less 12 angry men and one uh, miscarriage of justice because Cheryl just goes, nah, you're guilty, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's, no, there's actually a lot more to it. In fact, I think we have a line reading. Ah, yes, we do. Riverdale Theater, please oh enjoy this Terrific line reading of Cheryl and her mumsy in a courtroom setting. Jason, Julian, thank you for joining me, brothers. The day has finally come. I'm ending our collective misery today. The Chernobyl-grade roach bombs I've set up throughout Thistle House are discharging a toxin strong enough to kill anything that crawls within these walls. I was born in poison, and I shall die in poison. After such a, a integral and compelling opening statement, we immediately cut to sentencing. How do you think Cheryl sentences her mother? I mean, with all this Red Queen imagery, maybe she chops her head off. I don't know. 
Oh no, it's much worse. This oh, is a okay. fate. This is the worst thing that can happen to you if you're an adult in Riverdale. <laughs> um, you're sent to high school. <laughs> no, she is sent to the sex bunker. She the is what? locked. She yeah. Don't you With remember the, the Don't you remember the dirty sex bunker from last season? That's like all we talked about. I'm pretty yes, sure yes. I forgot entire plot lines because I was just yelling about the sex bunker. <laughs> There is one creepy part of the trial that we kind of glossed over. When, uh, right before the sentencing, when um, Cheryl was asking her mother why she was treating her that way and trying to drive her crazy, she asked if it was because she was mad that she was with Tony, and she's like, no, I'm mad that you get to be happy with my dead son. Yeah, that's an actual line. (laughs) What? For having fun and hanging out with the corpse of Jason because Penelope cannot. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I guess uh, she she really got mad about the weekend at Bernie's remake that was happening. Uh, the gothic, Guys, she got jealous goth- about it. She wanted to yeah. like, she wanted to be the one holding his dead hand. I don't want to be like puritanical about this, but it, this show is for like young teenagers, right? Uh huh. And as this you is do, bad you sent- for them. No, you should sentence your. You should se- when your mother like I don't know takes away your cell phone. <laughs> you call or... Leonard Lake up to come take you to the sex bunker. <laughs> wow, wow, <laughs> this is a consensual sex bunker, okay? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, it's still gross and sweaty and awkward because yeah. they're teenagers. But yeah, so they, she locks her up there. Apparently, there's enough food for her to survive. It has plumbing. How yeah, but can... teenagers are gonna come in there to have sex, and she's that's just gonna what be I mean. There. Like they just forgot. Did they just forget? <laughs> like all the kids in Riverdale just forgot this existed. Like literally last season, that none of them went to their houses. It was like the hit thing. If there was like a teen magazine in Riverdale, it would be like, "Are your kids fucking in an underground bunker?" <laughs> or are they just playing yes. D and I feel like to make the sentence even worse, they should have left her in there with some luminol and a blacklight. <laughs> oh, oh, that would have been bad. That would have been bad. Can you imagine? Oof. Oof. Can Oof. you imagine if you're Tony? Again, again, there's so many situations where you just got to be like, Tony is like, yep, yeah, there's, 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 only, there's only there's only one one lesbian in uh, in Riverdale, I guess. I, guess, I mean, has uh... she even said anything besides yes, babe, in the last, like, four episodes? I feel like we're not think... hearing from Tony enough. I think she internalizes a lot of it, where Tony's like, Mm-mm, I can't talk or I won't stop talking and I'll just start screaming. Um, <laughs> so I have to be as deep in denial as Cheryl is about her dead brother. But guess what, Jason? Guess what? She's no longer in denial. Oh, really? Yeah. Because she's going to give a proper Viking funeral to Jason. What? Who does she call up to help her do this? Hmm. Tony, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Tony's Tony's always there. T- Tony okay. is the tiger. She's a healthy breakfast. She's always there. I'm um, gonna say <laughs> she's great. Uh, Veronica. Yes, maybe? literally, oh. she calls Veronica at her speakeasy, and Veronica's like, "Oh, okay, I'll get together the gang, and we'll light your, uh, we'll do a Viking funeral for Jason." Yeah. So, so like, Archie shows sudden, up and shit. Yeah, Archie's there, you've got Veronica and Jughead, and they all are just chilling there at the lake as they push the the body out to sea, and they light it on fire. And Those poor I, fucking rats. They just, they that's just what found I was a thinking. new home. 
They just found a new home. It's really hard. Real estate in Riverdale is is way overpriced. So if you can yeah. find yourself a body to burrow in, you gotta do it. Uh, and I'm mad that they... she didn't light him on fire with like a flaming arrow, though. Yeah, yeah why not? That's why bullshit. Do, they just forgot how good she is at archery. Yeah, she just used like a torch while he was still on the shore, and then pushed it while it was burning instead of that's just, like, nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, it was shenanigans. It was shenanigans. But and it looked not... really bad. The CGI, not good. Yeah. Speaking of things that aren't great, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Betty, the Betty plotline. Oh the, my God. The, okay. It's okay. It's so convoluted. It's, okay. it's ridiculous. No, no, it's simple. It's simple. Okay, Jason. Um, you remember when I hypnotized your family? Oh yeah. Yep. I remember yeah. that. And then I call you up and I repeat a phrase three times and then your family thinks Turns into that- the Winter Soldiers? Yeah, I remember. Well, that. it's a little bit more complicated than that. Your okay. family becomes you, and they must kill Dark You. What? Which is Wait, actually what? you, you. Who is actually you, you? Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It tracks. Yeah, I'm with it. Yeah. Well, where's the where's the non-dark me? You know. Well, you're still the non-dark you, but they think that you're the dark you because they're oh, okay. the you you. So where's the dark yeah. me? Uh, you're where they see they are the dark. You. What? Ah! Okay. Well, you know what? That's Whatever. What I'm gonna. Apricot. 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 Oh, Jason <laughs> just tried to kill his family. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Okay. Anyway, so we find out at the opening scene in like the most Science of the Lamb ripoff I've ever seen. Uh, Betty comes down the stairs and finds out that her sister has attacked a nurse violently, and they literally just show her watching a video of it happening. And, like, Betty's like, oh, my God, how did this happen? And I was like, is this literally that scene from Signs of the Lambs where they just showed the photo to Clarice? They're like, he got out once, and this is what he did to the nurse. And you're like, okay, Riverdale, that's going to look a little bit crazy. Multiple Migs just fucking slinging shit on fucking Betty. Oh, multiple Migs is just a normal Riverdale residence in this world. (laughs) There's no way he's getting locked up. He's... He's pretty much the set decorator. He's the janitor at the high school. <laughs> he probably is. Um, but yeah, so uh, Betty goes to visit her sister. And her sister is like tied up. And her sister is like, I didn't do it, I swear. I don't know what happened. I have no clue. I'm Polly. And then Betty's like, man, my sister is cray cray. So she's going home. She's talking to her mom. She's like, damn, my sister is cray cray. And then all of a sudden a phone call happens. Her mom picks up the phone and... Again, in less time than it would take to say the three words that you have to say in order to get this activated, her mom all of a sudden picks up a knife and starts approaching Betty. She's like, dun, 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 dun. Okay, your Uh. mom is approaching you with a knife. With a knife. Jason, what do you do? What do you do? Your mama, Uh, she got a knife. She after you. um, She doesn't look herself. She doesn't look herself? Uh, Leave the house? No, dude, you gotta snap your fingers. That's how you get rid of hypnosis, dude. What? Snap your fingers. Bam. Problem solved. What the fuck? Problem solved, problem solved. So, she gets, <laughs> uh, we have to figure out where these phone calls are coming from, right? Uh-huh. So, she gets her useless-ass brother, the FBI plot device, oh, to, yes. to look it up. And um, they're coming from a prison. <sighs> okay. Okay. What is the most famous fictional prison of all time, 
and how would there be a Riverdale name of it, Jason? I need you to hmm. guess. I the need you to put your whole heart into this. Shawshank? Is that the most uh-huh. Yep, that's the name. How does Riverdale play with the name of Shawshank? Uh, it's bad. The one that you're thinking of right now and you're like dismissing it because it's the stupidest thing? <laughs> Don't dismiss it. Say it. Shaw knife? No, it's nope. Shank Shaw. Shank Shaw? What? It's Shank Shaw. <laughs> that's not even another name. That's just it's reversing sh- the name. It's Shank Shaw. Yep. You can't Shank-Shaw. just reverse the name. That's not a new name. Oh, they did it. Oh, it's it's okay. It. I'm sure there's going to be a fictional podcast called Mimosas and Milkshakes, and my <laughs> they won't allow me to sue them because they're like, hey, it's different. It's different. It's, it's starring Roebuck Andrew. It's a whole different uh, podcast, uh, okay, guys? I'm starting my uh, defense contract business called uh, Marky Lighton. Sure. <laughs> no lawsuits alone. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, but yeah, that's not... So who do you think is locked up at Shankshaw Prison? Jesus. Um, who is locked up? Valeska, Valeska, who is locked up at that prison? Uh, the answer would be Evelyn Evernever. Oh, what? Yep. Evelyn no! Ever Never gonna give you up. No! Now, she reveals the truth. She hypnotized Betty's entire family. And everyone uh-huh. so, at the farm, really. We uh-huh. don't know that. We don't know. It seems to be just family-based, but it could be everybody. So, anyways, we'll get into craziness. Okay, so she says the word tangerine three times. They then believe that they are Betty, and they have to kill Dark Betty. So they uh-huh. try to kill Dark Betty, who is uh-huh. Betty. Mm-hmm. Oh, They just, yep, why? so that's what happens. And why? Uh, when you're having an aneurysm and trying to figure right. out why that happened, why they hypnotized her, wh- how they did the hypnotism, what they did. Remember when they were just trying to steal organs and fly in imaginary rockets? Well, now they're doing that. rocket ship too. was real, thank you. Ah, we didn't see well, it I mean, once. Yeah, we'd never know. Like, I mean. I believe. We're going to ever, never know Alice the for truth. That. Yeah, Alice. Also, why didn't. Okay, if this is the truth, why, when Alice was approaching. Did Edgar just not go, tangerine, 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 bam, get the fuck out of my face? Like, come on. Because it wouldn't have understand. done anything because there wasn't a Betty there for her to... <sighs> True. Okay, so... So let me understand. No, Evelyn you won't. Never, never. You won't. You won't understand. Uh. You won't understand. <laughs> We're only it's halfway lit- into it. There's, like, what? more to it. What? There is oh more. There okay. is more. It's stupid. Uh, it's stupider, stupidest, it's so stupidest. It's the dumbest thing that I've ever been dumbed in the world of dumbness. Okay, I just have to do this. I'm going to go straight to this, and then I'm not going to stop talking, so don't interrupt me. Okay. Okay, so she goes to her, her brother. Her brother goes, hey, you were really afraid because you thought Evelyn also hypnotized you. Don't worry. This is a safe zone. I will say tangerine three times, and we'll see if you're hypnotized. So she says it. Her brother goes, hey, is everything fine? Betty's like, oh, yeah, I guess it didn't work. And then he's like, well, maybe it's because you're already Betty. And then Betty goes, yeah, it must be a thing. So she goes home. And when she goes home, she enters her home. Except it's not her home in the current time. It's her home in the past. And all of a sudden, little her shows up, and she's like, are you here to kill me because I hurt the caramel the cat? So then she goes to try and kill Caramel the cat, and then Betty gets out of her fugue state. And Betty's like, oh my gosh, what just happened? That's nuts. So she calls her brother. Her brother shows up. Her brother's like, hey, maybe it's that moment when uh, you killed the cat that Dark Betty was born. So if we go back in time through Tangerine, you can stop 
that Betty from killing the cat. Therefore, something will be solved, I guess? Maybe everything? Who knows? Welcome to time travel via Tangerine. She says Tangerine three times. All of a sudden, she goes back to that same moment. She is talking to herself, little herself. And little herself's like, I got to kill Tangerine. And then Betty's like, no, no, you you can just go play. You can just go play. And the little girl's like, wow, I don't have to murder my cat? Who'd have thought? So she takes away the rock, and little her goes scampering off to run away. Nobody calls a vet for ta- for caramel, BT dubs. Nobody calls a vet for caramel. Doesn't happen. She gets Fucking out of her monsters. fugue state. She comes back, and she's like, wow, I think we killed dark version of me. Which doesn't solve anything, because everyone is still possessed or hypnotized to kill her. No, no you just have to snap anything. your fingers. No, Dark Betty That's doesn't good. exist anymore. They went back in time. She never put on the wig. She never put on the wig and tried to drown that football player this in a hot so tub. This is stupid. I hate it so much. <sighs> Sorry, I just had to get that out of my... Just had to get that. And then at the, the very w- end, at the very end, we think that um, she snapped out of it. So she goes up to her her room and says tangerine 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 and then breaks a mirror in two and then goes oh i guess the darkness is gone and then it flashes forward to her killing jughead so i don't know maybe jughead says tangerine three times maybe jughead's like what was that whoa i really like that movie tangerine hey baby he's like you know what i'd really like to have for lunch a tangerine tangerine. what hey what was what did they have on uh on the on the spaceships wasn't it Tangerine? Yeah, 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 Tangerine. <laughs> and then she just goes mad and murders him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason, how how many river punches? Uh, I feel like this is a very, like, based on what you're telling me, this is a very, like, some stuff is really crazy and some stuff, and stupid. I feel like this is more stupid than crazy. Like, it's just stupid. Um, I'm gonna say like I don't know forty river punches. Okay, okay, fair, fair. Valeska, how many river punches would you give it? I mean, two of the f- storylines are actually pretty crazy, which kind of makes up for the lack of craziness of like Jugheads, I guess. And I really love Cheryl's. So I'm going to give it 666 river punches. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. Pretty solid. Metal. Pretty solid. Um, I went back in time and stopped Cheryl from going on the ice. Therefore, the river never had to be punched. Yeah, I mean, it does have time travel. That should give it... I, I, I think I underestimated this episode. But no, no, no. I stopped. There's no river punches. I stopped them. Well, I you went back in time. take away our river punches. Tangerine, tangerine, tangerine. Our river punches are must kill light andrew who doesn't podcast and is relatively <laughs> sane and structured and has his life together uh, oh somebody snapped their fingers i'm fine now let's get into the next episode you snapped your own fingers you can't yeah you can't snap yourself oh That's no ah uh, uh, well i also misread notes anyways um valeska do you have a slam book for this episode uh, I do. Best name, Darla Dickens. Worst name, Fagin Dickens. Best dress is obviously Cheryl's gassing outfit, because that thing was amazing. Worst dress was Forsyth Jones I, because he lives in a forest in an old bus. 
Most satisfying plot conclusion, Penelope's epic trial and conviction. Least satisfying plot conclusion, whatever Betty has going on. And best Riverdale, Riverdale name is Shaw, Shankshaw Prison. Ugh. Oh, wow. Yep. That's, uh... Whew. Well, let's, let's... I hope Stephen King sues the shit out of this show. <laughs> I am really into Shankshaw. That I'm fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm I'm fairly certain that the outsider is the reveal is just going to be it's a Riverdale writer like the writer <laughs> like a Riverdale writer killed killed that person dramatically. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't watched any of the show, so it's really great. Uh, I'm sure it is, but I have a really great show to talk about, and that is the next episode. What is this episode called, Jace? Jace, Varsity Blues. Ah, uh, yes, Varsity Blues, because this involves my is least James Vanderbeek in this thing. episode. I wish. Uh, no, no, <laughs> uh, no, James Vanderbeek. Get Dawson out of here. Um, how dare you? I hate Dawson so much. I like everyone else, but fuck you, Dawson. Um, <laughs> but um, I've not seen enough shows to have that opinion. I don't know why I haven't. I think he just looks smug. I think I just don't. It's an Dawson. accurate opinion, by the way. Absolutely. Um, okay, so. Oof. Oh my god. I'm just trying to figure out what where to go here who do you want to hear about mm. who do you want to hear about wait never mind this is a pretty solid plot line so let's get through the main plot line first okay so basically there's going to be a football game it's going to be the biggest football game ever it's going to be super important hey remember archie was on the football team i guess he's still on the football team even though we've never seen him play football this season he's just punching things but hey <laughs> maybe he tackles things too maybe when he was being the vigilante he was wearing football pads i don't really know but i guess it worked is so archie living in that gym showering just curious oh he goes home he goes oh, home okay. sometimes he goes home. Right. he goes home. he says hey mom what's up him. remember when we almost got shot and killed that's why i'm sleeping here and your mom's like yeah that's cool so <laughs> they have to go up against the the bulldogs have to go up against stonewall prep Jughead oh my school. god uh-oh and who is the QB of Stonewell Prep? Motherfucking Brett. Brett the douchebag. The James Spader douchebag who secretly mm-hmm. is in love with Jughead. Hey, Jason. Not much... What do you think the uh, Stonewall's team name is? Ooh. The Stonewall... Snakes. Let's go with the snakes. Like a serpent theme. Oh, the Stonewall like Serpents. It. It would have yeah, been better than the actual name, actually. Yeah, it's the Stonewall mm. Stallions. <laughs> well, Brett is a stallion. No. No. <laughs> no. No way. But it's a big deal. And they, and um, Principal Honey, who is still a character, and of all the characters who have died, Why? they haven't killed Principal Honey. He keeps yeah. coming back. They're like, oh, it's Principal Honey. Everyone's like, please kill him. Cheryl's like, please kill him. Betty's like, please kill him. Jughead's <laughs> like, never met him. So Jughead <laughs> doesn't have an opinion. Uh, Archie's like, too busy punching things, but I'm sure if someone told me he was a bear, I'd kill him. Uh, but yeah, so that's Principal Honey. He wants Betty to cover a story on the prep week and spirit week and get everything in there and get all this shenanigans uh-huh. set out, make the bulldogs look good in their cool match. And hopefully they're going to bring home the sports trophy. I don't know what high school football trophies are like. I don't know, like a 
probably some kind of a cup, beige cup, a beige cup. They're probably going to get a beige cup, and it's going to be great. Uh, and also, have you never cup. seen a trophy in your life? <laughs> no. Okay, fair enough. I've only seen They're participation ribbons. Golden and colored. I've only seen participation ribbons because I'm a millennial <laughs> and terrible at sports. Uh, those maroon things were ugly as fuck. Um, anyway, so another big part of this is going to be the Vixens. And they're going to be doing their amazing special cheer. Or so Cheryl thinks. Principal Uh-oh. Honey Principal Honey is like, uh-uh. You Vixens are going to be respectable because I'm an old white man and I know what's cool. Uh, so he hires... A new coach to coach the Vixens. Now, normally to coach a a, a, a sports team in, in high school, do you not actually have to be a teacher of some sort? That's, that's a thing, Usually right? that's the case, yes. I think yeah. you have to. No, you don't have to? Okay, well, uh, who knows what she does in her spare time. Her name is Miss Appleyard. Appleyard? Appleyard. Her name is Miss Appleyard, and she is one sassy bitch. What? She's going to she's going to usurp Cheryl and make him do something boring and traditional. And she told Cheryl she's fat. Yeah, she she body shamed Cheryl. Which, Isn't you know, Mrs. Appleyard the name of Natalie Dormer's character in Picnic at Hanging Rock? Okay. We're going to look. I'm going to Google Miss Appleyard right now and That's tell exactly you. That's exactly the kind of bullshit that a Riverdale writer would pull. Yeah, I think it is. That's, you are a hundred percent true, uh, and unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately for Mrs. Appleyard from Picnic at Hanging Rock, she is no longer the first result. Uh, this Mrs. Appleyard has what? taken over. How dare you? This Miss Appleyard you, has taken over. How dare you? Sorry, Natalie Dormer and oh, fuck you. Uh, other Picnic at Hanging Rockians. Uh, you <laughs> oh, have fucking been, dare you? You have been ousted by the one. The true queen, Miss Appleyard herself. <laughs> I don't know who plays Miss Appleyard in fucking Riverdale, but she ain't no Natalie Dormer. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, I don't know. She's got she's got a pretty cool shirt. Velasca, uh. explain her shirt. Uh, you know how Cheryl has the HBIC head bitch in charge shirt. Mm-hmm. Miss yes, Appleyard yes. has an HCIC. Oh my god! I just realized what that was. Yeah, that's what? what I said. Oh my god, how did right? they get away with that? Oh my. Wait, wait, wait. Do they mean... Yes. You know what they mean. You See know what they mean. See you next Tuesday? Yep. Oh my god. Maybe it's just head chicken charge. No. <laughs> I thought you had said head chicken in charge. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> she just shows up in a chicken outfit. She's like, we're going to do the dance. She's like the new Dinner. mascot. Yeah, that would be great. That would be amazing. Why is there no the bulldog? The Riverdale Roosters. The Riverdale Roosters. Oh, um, God. Yeah. So Betty obviously has no real interest in just doing a conventional story on a football game because, yes, sis, I remember in journalism school when they asked me to do a sports team, sports, go to a match and do a story on it, I just faked it. Uh, but I used really bad voices to, so they knew I faked it. Uh, it was more of a power move than anything because uh, I wasn't going to sports game. Fuck you. Fuck your degree. Anyways, so uh, she goes out and tries to find why why is Stonewall, the Stonewall Stallion, so good. Turns out they Steroids. play dirty. No, no, they just play <laughs> dirty. They just show up and they go, ka and blah, blah, and kick, 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 and... 
I don't know, mm-hmm. like Hadouken, whatever sports. Oh, this whatever. is going to end with Archie fist fighting the entire team. Or uh, something, you right? wish, you wish, you wish. It ends. It ends with drug doping and stuff. It's much more conventional. <laughs> Doesn't really. Uh, but yeah, so um, they are dirty, and she's and uh, Betty's trying to get on the case, and she's talking to a bunch of other teams, and we get this montage of other teams who have one teammate who have been like injured or like messed up. And she decides to go to the wait, source wait, wait, wait. and talk, talk to Brett. Can we talk about how she's meeting them all at the diner and they're all wearing their, like, team outfits, even the injured ones who will not be playing? Like, I don't know well, anything about Spirit sports... Week. Are they all playing the game on the same day? Like, no, but I think, I think literally they're not playing any games ever anymore because this is the finals, right? So like, I don't think they showing any... up in their uniforms? Probably because they thought it was, like, an on-camera interview or something? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't I, know. I don't know. Like, um, I was just rolling my eyes even... the whole time. I know if when we had, like, um, I don't know, like, uh, fucking homecoming or whatever, we'd wear our uniforms. Even but it's, like, different football. towns, like Centerville and what other... Yeah, and you're not having it all there. at the same time. That's fucking dumb. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> no. Yeah, anyways, they play dirty. Um, but it's okay. <laughs> they're gonna They're gonna fight dirty, and uh, Jughead is, like... Hey, why don't you like talk to my Stonewall boyfriend Brett and like maybe he'll like fill you in and maybe like it's not that bad. My school's okay, uh... okay. So Betty goes and Betty's like talks to him for like five minutes, which I believe we have the full transcript of their conversation in this week's masterpiece theater. And by this week's, I mean this episode's. Um, yeah, we've already done it once this week. Full disclosure, Brett. I wasn't going to interview you, but then I heard rumors that your team plays dirty. They don't play to win. They play to hurt. Betty, have you ever really watched or studied football? Because, sweetheart, it's not a knitting circle. It's social Darwinism in uniforms. Football is a sport of gladiators, and you win by debilitating and slaughtering your enemies. Hmm. Gosh, I have to go. But you can quote me on that. You bet your ass I will, psycho. Any questions, Jason? <laughs> I like um, how Brett asks, have you, ever, have you ever watched or studied football? Like, there's a means of studying football outside of watching it. Like, what? I, I have so many questions, and most of them are, most of them are under the headline, uh, Bitch, we all know Brett cannot be also good at football. This dude is like a preppy asshole. He is not good at football. That's like the whole point of preppy douches. Have they never seen a teen movie once? Like, come on. I I love how also Betty thinks that social Darwinism is just punching somebody. It's not. Well, he he thinks that. Brett thinks that. Oh, Brett said. Betty Betty has no has no illusions. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Well, but Brett thinks that social Darwinism by punching somebody. Yeah. Exactly. So she comes up with this genius idea, which is to get Veronica to go undercover to uh, figure out what they do and why they're beating everyone up and get everyone to prove it so she can get the story and publish it and be like super cool. I can guarantee the wig she wears does not cost more than fifteen dollars. Ah, so well, bad. that's that's calling it a wig and more accurately whatever they found in the trash earlier <laughs> that day. 
Uh, I've seen mops that look better than this wig. Uh, Very dirty, dirty mops that look better than this wig. Uh, So Veronica shows up in a blonde wig, and you're like, "Mm, that that is not convincing at all. And she's going and schmoozing and bruising, and she's all like, hey, would you like some rum? I'm taking orders. Do you want any rum? And then Brett's like, oh, if you're taking orders, get up to my room naked so we can have sex. And then... Why does it sound like Elvis? (laughs) (laughs) Then Veronica's like, bitch, just just take the rum. I don't want to talk to you. Just drink and then talk about your exploits. And everything seems to be going well. She's smoozing, and all of a sudden she looks at the bar. Who does she see at the bar? Jason. Maybe um, Mrs. Appleyard? No, it's it's Jughead. Because Jughead didn't tell. Jughead blows her cover immediately. Also, like, Jughead, you dipshit. You've gone on so many undercover missions. You wouldn't immediately recognize it. Like, if if I looked over and I saw Jason in a blonde wig at a bar, I'd be like, (laughs) he's up to something, right? Now he's good. He's good. Like, like if I look over and I just see like Jason, in like full dress and heels, blonde wig, trying to serve like some sketchy dude some rum, I'd be like, he's killing know, that fucking guy. He's going on a he's a caper. He's got stuff he's doing. Like I'm not gonna bug him. He's he's got he's got stuff going on. But Jughead uh, is like, no, I've only supposedly written the greatest mystery of all time and read a whole bunch of mystery books. And I'm pretty sure even the Hardy Boys would have been like, yeah, this this is obviously a ruse. Um, but yeah, she just busts it. And that's when we fought, that's when Betty and Veronica find out about the uh, Quill and Skull Society. And Betty's kind of hurt. She's like, Whoa. Find out what about it? That it exists. That's okay. I don't, I don't understand how no episode connects with the next episode in the sense that, like, Betty has... An entire, uh, presumably an entire group of fucking junior FBI detectives at her disposal, and an army of brainwashed killers, a whole a whole bunch of Manchurian candidates that she could use at her disposal as well. Yeah, yeah, but she's and got she a never- she's got to cover Spirit Week. <laughs> but Spirit Week takes precedent over both of those things. Yeah. And if she wants to take somebody out, you know, if she wants to kill Brett. There's, you know, you use your brainwashed army. Make I mean, him... she did go back in time and save the cat. Not really. So <sighs> that's I all guess. done. But she still has the junior. So she's no longer a junior FBI agent either. Who even knows? Is that gone? I think she is. Oh, we haven't well, seen her I actually mean, that... go to her junior FBI classes for a while. Uh, are those babies just... still incests and flying? Like, there's so many mysteries. Yeah, you have flying incest babies that could fucking... You could have attack Brett like the flying monkeys from the Wizard of Oz. We haven't seen do nothing with it. Oh my god! If if that if that football game ended up with like and it's just like oh and then just like this apple yard is like what the fuck is happening here? What kind of job did I get myself into? And then Cheryl's like you don't know, but the incest babies, bitch. That's why I'm in charge. See that would have worked, but you know whatevs. Um, yeah, so Monica Luna, a.k.a. Veronica, is just completely ruined. She she doesn't got her. She doesn't got anything now. She just... Okay. The only... Yeah, so that's, that's basically that story. 
Then Betty's like, well, look at this cool-ass story I wrote, Mr. Honey. And then Mr. Honey's like, nah, bitch. This this story sucks. I ain't publishing it. <laughs> and then... I don't know about your school newspaper, but, like, the principal never stepped in on fucking articles. Well, I mean, there written. was, like, a lot of uh, really controversial allegations that she was making in it, so... Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, first and foremost that apparently the Stonewall Prep just watched your next before this football game and used <laughs> your next masks to uh break somebody's legs, but we'll talk about that. Oh, later. really? Yeah. Nice. And anyways, so uh then the football game happens and then uh the outcome of the football game happens, which I'm not going to spoil yet, and she brings out her story to Mr. Honey. Mr. Honey's like, "Yes, this is a good story." And then Betty's like, "Yes, it is a good story. I'm also aware that there is a quiz team." The Stonewall Prep is really good at the quiz team. And then Mr. Honey's like, yeah, but there's only like three weeks left in the season. And Riverdale doesn't have a team. And then Betty's like, oh, yeah. And then Mr. Honey's like, yeah, that, that's, what I, that's what I just said. There's no team. And then, <laughs> and then Betty's like, no, I'm, I'm the team. I'm the team now. I'm the team captain now. And then uh, Mr. Honey's like, oh, cool. Dope. I want to win something. So, what? Yeah. Now there's a quiz team, and Betty is with just one person team. on it. We don't know who's all on it, but oh, okay. You know. so I mean, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Veronica and Archie, and I guess not Jughead. No, actually, I think I've seen the clips. Veronica and Archie are not in it. I've seen. I think really? I know who the. I think I know who the lineup is, but I don't want to spoil it. Oh, uh, I think there is. If I was starting, if Give I was Kevin something to do, I would never allow Archie on my quiz team, so I do not blame her. Oh, that's. <laughs> Good point. We talked about what punches are best for taking out uh, <laughs> potential serial killers. Archie's like, I got Arch- this! I got this! Andrew, did Archie you would- catch that Archie actually tells Frank about boxing the bear? I heard. I read that, and I missed it. I missed it. I When I was reading a recap today, I was like, wait, what? And yeah, Archie, at one point, we'll get to it, but uh, he gets uh, gets dope with Frank because they both like to box. And uh, he wants he Archie talks about boxing the bear. We're not sure. So we're we're not sure if he's talking about the man dressed as a bear that he murdered last season, (laughs) or if he's talking about the Invisibear, or he's talking about both. He may have just been casually like he might be so stupid that he thinks the man dressed as a bear (laughs) last season, like the last season finale. Was an actual bear, and that he didn't commit murder. He's just a hunter who hunts with his fists. <laughs> Imagine, like I, I beat a bear with my fists. No, you really just murdered somebody. <laughs> uh, you probably want to leave Riverdale. No, Frank would You're be wanted. To- Frank would be totally down with that because, uh, spoiler alert, I think Frank is actually Frank, Uncle Frank from Hellraiser. We'll get to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so let's basically go to that. So Ar- uh, Archie's really into the football game. He's really pumped and he's really getting ready to do it. The game of football. Uh, and um, he has his last season. This is going to be the last football match he ever plays. The last season of the thing. He's not going to do football oh after God. this. So he's got Reggie and his boys and they're all training at the gym. And we've kind of started hearing about them playing dirty, but we're like, nah, it's good. Nothing's bad's going to happen. So they're going and they're like training at the gym and then Monroe is like, yo, man, I got to go home and be with my family. 
I have canonic I canonically have a family, so I have to be with them. So he goes to be with them and mm-hmm. leaves the leaves the gym. Also, like I feel bad for the kids who use the gym. Like I think they just kicked all the kids out so that the fucking football team could play. <laughs> and like um let me tell you, like kids who go to rec centers and like need after school care, they're usually not the the jocks. They're usually the dorks. And I'm pretty sure as soon as they enter there, Reggie would just give them all a swirly. So like they're probably not going in. Fucking Reggie. Because he's getting high off of wine. It's yeah. Best friend rum. Um, Reggie's like, ooh, what are all these poor kids doing here? And now they kids. fucking. Now they all have to sleep outside because you fucking. Yeah. Stole their after school program. Yeah, and like Reggie's probably like, are you my dad's car? Because if you are, I'm going to beat you up. Um, so that's probably what happened. So, anyways, Monroe is leaving, and all of a sudden, like, one of those creepy records from a horror movie start playing. Actually, that doesn't happen, but it might as well happen because a bunch of people in your nest, Max, show up with golf clubs, and they hit Monroe on the knee. They hit him. And he's the best te- player on the team. They hit him on the knee. His knee's no good. His knee's doomed. He's never going to get into Notre Dame or some other place that is football heavy. Uh, the Cincinnati Cracker Barrels. The Cincinnati Cracker Barrels. <laughs> He's not going to get into the Cincinnati Cracker Barrels because he can no longer play the football. Oh, no. So then Archie's like really mad. So he goes to Stonewell Prep, which again, by the way, I'm pretty sure Stonewell Prep, pretty far away from Riverdale. They never really talk about this, but in sure. Ice Storm... Betty has to take a train and she's like one of the last trains out to Stonewall prep. Mm -hmm. So like Mm -hmm. it's not easy to get back and forth, but the whole football team just shows up and they're going to fight Brett and all his goonies. And they're like, we're going to fight. We're going to, we're going to punch. Cause that's me. I'm Archie. I'm Archie McPunchy pants. And he goes, and he punches, he throws a punch or something. And then it gets broken up. And then Archie gets put into jail. Only Archie. None of the other kids get put into jail. But it's okay, because Uncle Frank from Hellraiser, who's on the run from the Cenobites, he comes, he bails him out, gets him out of jail, and then he's like, oh, Uncle Frank, I'm I'm a bad boy, aren't I? And Uncle Frank's like, yeah, you're bad, but can you get me a job? And then Archie's like, yeah, I can get you a job. I'll just talk to you and my mom, and we'll get a job at the construction place. I'm Mm -hmm. kind of lying. He doesn't ask for a job. Archie offers him the job, and then he's like, your mom doesn't like me. But anyways... Just seemed to flow better if I made up the story. You know, Jason doesn't know. Jason doesn't so, know. So just a tip for anyone who might be listening. Um, do not show up anywhere in a fucking animal mask holding a golf club because somebody will shoot you in the fucking face. Like, there's no way in the real world you just show up as a group of people in animal masks and not get murdered. Not happening. So I think that um, they probably should have put... Um, Metal detectors outside of the gym. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yes. Probably would have worked better. Worked better. Uh-huh. Just like but scatter anyways. them throughout Riverdale. Yeah, just spatter them. Skim scatter them. And also like get nerd detectors. You'd probably get like a lot, lot of problems solved if you get rid of Riverdale's nerds because mm-hmm. they're starting like cults and stuff. So you're like, yeah, no more cults. Mm-hmm. The biggest nerd of all, Chad Michael Murray, is starting cults over there. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... You know, he gets bailed out. They try to, he, Frank kind of comes over and talks to um, Molly Ringwald, Archie's mom. They have a conversation and she's all like, mm-mm, he's bad news. He's a piece of shit. 
he's gonna just run away and be a piece of shit because that's what he does and Archie's all like what's going on here and I'm like hmm yes I see Julia Cotton right here yes I see the parallels to Hellraiser happening right here they had a great love affair that's what happened and then he left and left her with old Fred so anyway so look forward to the look look forward to the season finale when someone starts wearing Luke Perry's face um (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ (laughs) anyway that happens I am watching this show (laughs) (laughs) so anyways now Uncle Frank is sleeping at the home and he's got a job now and now so uh, Monroe is kind of moping at the gym and he's all like, but if I can't play the game, my chances of school are done. And, like, part of me is like, weren't you, like, in juvie for, like, two years? Do you, does that count as school? Like, can you get school, like, through juvie? Because otherwise, like, dude, you're probably only in, like, grade nine. Because you've been in juvie for, like, three years. Right? Or is he 18 and he got put in juvie when he was in grade 12, so he just did grade 12 over again? I don't know. Ooh. They never really cleared that up. They never really cleared that up. But anyways, if he if he doesn't get to play, bad stuff's going to happen. So then, old Uncle Frank is like, Ah, yes, I know your pleasure. Take these pills and you will be able to survive the football game epically and nothing will go wrong. Do you think they were oxy? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. He said they were painkillers. Like, I thought they were just magic pills. Like what? this is Riverdale. <laughs> this is Riverdale. Like what would Oxycontin? What would Oxy be called in Riverdale? Oh, it'd probably be like Coxy Totten or something. Like it'd just be so dumb. Or like it would be like oh, what is it? Uh, Beanie Beanie Bopolis. And like, Beanie Bopolis. Yeah, you're taking a bunch of Beanie Bopolis tonight to get through the game. You got a Beanie mm. Bopolis problem, bud. Mm. Uh, Beanie Bopolis, the Bopolis Bopolis. Um, and Archie's Veronica's like... Veronica's brother OD'd on Beanie Bopolis. <laughs> Another death from Beanie Bopolis. Who will stop it? And FP's like, not me, because that name's too stupid, and you don't pay me enough. Um, and also, I was shot, and I'm still shot. Uh, anyway, so Beanie Bopolis uh, aside, um, Archie's mad about the drugs, and he's like, he shouldn't take the drugs. So he takes the drugs, and um, he does really good at the football game and plays super good, and there's literally no consequences for him doing the drugs. And he gets a scholarship from the, from the game. So that's what happens with Monroe. Uh, and Archie also is playing the game. And- is that, that's what happened. Like I'm saying, this show is terrible for any developing brain to watch absolutely no you do drugs you get a touchdown (laughs) they look those those psas about meth not even once it's because they're trying to hold you down Mm. it's the man the man is trying to tell you don't take meth you'll be good at football and get into notre dame that's fair. I mean, you can't have too many successful people, so that's why, children, if you're listening to this podcast, you should take drugs because it's just the government trying to prevent you from being successful. You should take I, drugs, I but you should not be listening to this podcast. <laughs> that's fair. Fair. Meth is way better for your brain than this podcast. 
milkshakes and mimosas. Not even once. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just yeah. a bunch of like kids in insane asylum. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a whole bunch of kids in like insane asylums. And it's like basically all of the kids from Dream Warriors are actually there because they listened to our podcast once. It's just like, a whole group of kids. There's Sam Neill at the end of In the Mouth of Madness just listening to a fucking podcast. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. So Veronica is selling, uh, has made her special rum anyways. Oh, And she tried to do some lawsuit. spice. Uh, and she tries to sell it just to, like, some people, and some people buy it, but they actually work for her dad, and her dad does a, does the test oh, on it, and is like, shit. oh, this is, this is everything I have patented, even though you put some weird other spices in it, but I patented this, so screw you, dude. You can't, you can't do this anymore. And then he's like, but we could work together. And she's like, no, I don't really want to work with you. Hiram Slugworthster? Yeah, he's Slugworthster. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, yeah, so yeah, that happens. She goes, oh, good gracious, everything is sad. And then Reggie's like, yo, you want to get back, you old man? Meet me at halftime. So what do you think? What do you think Reggie has planned? Okay, now keep in mind, Reggie has never made a good plan once in his life. He's never done anything interesting other than that time he punched and robbed his own father, but we just ignore that. He Um, beat up a car. uh, He did beat up a car, but, like, kids playing Street Fighter 2 beat up cars. Like, it's not (laughs) not that impressive. He's not doing doing anything too crazy. Hmm. I'm... (sighs) To get back at her dad... Maybe an idea to mass produce the rum drink? No, no, no. He just keys his car. Keys his car. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And she leaves leaves like a a thing of Luna rum in his gas tank. Like it's just like a bottle sticking out of his gas tank. Oh, she doesn't even like pour it in? She signed her vandalism with a calling card. Yeah. Yeah, that's smart. That's right. That's, okay, that's exactly but, what you want to do. But let's be real. Like the fucking Steve. wet bandits from Home Alone. She's fucking leaving her calling card all over the car. <laughs> okay, but what? like, let's be real. Skeet Ulrich is the is the guy who is the sheriff, and when he's actually, all he wants to do is be a biker guy. He doesn't give a fuck. I mean, that's fair, but people are going to juvie and shit. I mean... Not anymore. I mean, I guess also she's been operating a... The guy, semi-legal speakeasy and nothing's happened to her at this point so the guy who ran the speakeasy was actually just part of gar- gar- gargoyles and griffins gar- gar- griffins and gargoyles yeah. oh my god i'm having an aneurysm guys stop stop i'm <laughs> it's dying only a matter of time. <laughs> it's only a matter of time um so that's what happens there uh but don't worry she finds a secret ingredient that she can put into her rum that will make it all her own and will involve her teaming up with Cheryl Blossom. How do you think mm. she... What do you think she gets from Cheryl? What does Cheryl have? Viagra. I don't think Cheryl needs it. I don't think Cheryl ever... Well, I don't think she needs I it. I was Cheryl... guessing she. they're going to use it to put in the drink. I wasn't thinking that no. Cheryl needed the Viagra. No, Cheryl is a maple magnate now because oh maple syrup. Yeah, they're gonna put maple syrup in that rum, and it's gonna. Nobody's be- ever okay. thought of putting maple syrup in a drink. That's a, no. never happened before. Now, okay, we've talked a lot about things that Veronica has done. She's doing a lot, right? 
She's doing a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you know she also has time to still be a cheerleader and learn the entire choreography? Well, she's just just a badass. I mean, no, you... no one has that amount of time. You can't do it. <laughs> Nobody has. Maybe that time. she's time traveling to get it done. That's what I'm using... saying. That's what I'm saying. She's got that Hermione. You think she tangerined it? She mm-hmm. tangerined it and went back in time. Oh, what if she tangerines herself, goes back in time, and stops Hiram from ever putting the patent out? Right. Damn. She was thinking small. Anyways, let's talk she about. She should the... have gone in the past and gotten the sports book and done some sports betting, and taken the Biff Tannen route. It's true. It's true. Uh, what does Jughead do other than get a new laptop in this episode? I don't really remember him doing too much interesting. Like he goes to that party, he he outs Veronica's um, or shenanigans. He goes to the secret telling session. Of oh the Skull God! Bell yeah. Meeting. Okay. Yeah. He goes to the secret, secret telling. Oh, I I removed it from my brain because it was too traumatic. Because it was bad. It was badmatic. Um, guys, these guys just come out of cookie and force each other to eat it, right? Like that's what happens. This. No, you wish this was what was that smushy cookie or whatever? I don't remember what it's called. Um, <laughs> I am leaving cookie. this podcast. Smushy cookie—that's the grossest thing. I've, those are the grossest two words I've ever heard together. Okay, Velasco, can you describe this sequence of events and some of okay, the Okay, so Jughead is led down them. into a room filled with three hundred and eighty-seven lit candles. And they tell him that as part of his initiation, he has to tell them his deepest, darkest secret. And then they all decide to share theirs to make him more comfortable. So Donna is a cutter with a bad uncle. Do you want to talk about Bretts? <laughs> Do I want to talk? Oh, yeah, sure. I'll talk about Bretts. Uh, Bretts is kind of ripped off from Tyrion, Tyrion Lannister's, except it's not half as traumatic as what happened uh-huh. to poor old Tyrion. Uh, his dad wanted to make him a man, so he bought uh-huh. him a sex worker. And uh, he cried a bunch. He was 14. He cried a bunch, but I think it's implied they made love. I don't know. Um, what? But he was afraid his dad would beat him if he didn't make love to the <laughs> sex worker. It's unclear if his dad was a I feel like the subtext what? is that Brett is gay, and that's his dad was trying to make him into a man, like a real man. At 14? Yeah. 14? Yeah, I mean, that's fair. That is... I think, I think, yeah, that's fair. And that explains that's, the whole, like, the being in love with Jughead thing as well. His... <laughs> yep, and the fact that he's, like, really trying hard when Veronica's is His dad was like, overcompensating. His dad was like, you've been a teenager for an entire year, it's time to get it wet. That's, that's basically what his dad did? That's insane. It's a wonderful show for children. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, okay, so Jughead has done, like, honest to God... Like, there have been some of the most fucked up things on this show that Jughead <laughs> has committed. Joe, Jughead once held a woman down and cut off her tattoo with a knife. Jughead lived in a janitor's closet for, like, half a season. And just let me say, that smell is bad as the If this show had half-decent writers, the way this would be set up is, like, everyone tells their fucked up story and they get to Jughead, and then they just, like fucking pan outside to watch the sun go down and the moon come up and then it just comes back in and Jughead's still talking and everyone's just looking fucking traumatized. 
Just him still. T- <laughs> and then I got way too into Griffins and Gargoyles, and I became possessed by the video game. And I was really about to betray my friends, and everything was going crazy. And then my girlfriend. Oh, let's not get started. My girlfriend. My girlfriend's dad is a serial killer. My girlfriend thought that she had a brother. It turns out she does have a brother. He's part of the FBI. But the other brother who roomed with the guy who was the FBI, he pretended to be her brother, and he was a killer. There's a bunch of bodies have had to clean up oh and you would have no idea how hard it is to get a tattoo <laughs> with a knife guys it's real difficult and then brett's like you're um, not in the quill and skull so yeah society. you <laughs> you're not you're not in, <laughs> you didn't make it it's like and brett just like stares slack john's like you made you, you made some of that up right uh ah uh, wow you should probably see okay. an actual therapist well <laughs> You should, you should see that. That should have, that's how every episode should end. Every episode should end with a PSA, legally required, where it's just each character shows up and like looks at the camera and goes, Hi, I'm Archie. I think that I can punch my way through right. all of life's problems, but I really should see a therapist. Milkshakes and mimosas? <laughs> not even once. Right. Correct. Uh, but so Chuckhead's actual story is that he was homeless living under a bridge for a while. This is when he was mad at his dad in season one. And I guess before he lived at the, um, the theater, because he lived mm. at a theater for a while. And I guess this is before that. I've read the prequel novel. They never mention him living under a bridge, but that's fine. Uh, some people uh, know Riverdale better than the writers. Anyways, he was living under under a bridge, and he used to have this guy who was his friend that would help him not get beat up and and hurt and the guy would kind of look after him he was like some old man you kind of kind of get the idea anyway some at one point a bunch of drunk businessmen came and they beat that man to death and he was too scared to do anything and he just watched which like i mean to be fair that's messed up but jughead there's like sex bunkers in your life. <laughs> <Right>. like <Right. laughs> there's, there's other stuff going on like, you could have talked about yesterday, and I bet you could come up with something darker. There's, there's supernatural shit that's happened on this show, and you're not going to talk about any of that? You couldn't even talk about, like, watching your friend punch a river? <laughs> My friend fought watching, an invisible bear and won. And then he fought a person in a bear suit, and he thought it was a bear and beat that person to death. And I stood there and did nothing. <laughs> I stood there and did nothing. <laughs> My dad went from being the head of a gang gang to being the sheriff. <laughs> My mom went to being head of another gang to just piecing. Cut back into the room, and then those babies who were a product of incest flew. <laughs> and no one's seen my sister this entire season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's what that's what happens there. Um, any any comments on that, Valeska? Any any things that I miss? Any little tidbits? What what do you think your darkest moments would be for uh, for a judge? <laughs> don't, don't please don't get real on this podcast. Uh, oh God! But what are His your own personal moment. darkest moments? <laughs> Is it darkest moment or darkest secret? Because that's what they wanted. Oh yeah, I guess it's darkest secret. And I guess since we all know about everything else that happened, then the one that he gave is probably the best answer he could have given. I was surprised. Yeah, 
That's fair. I was surprised because I was like, where's this prequel novel? I need to read this. Someone get it to me, stat. I have to be the transcriber of this. I am forced to be the witness to this horror. Anyway, so yeah, he does that. And then, I don't know, he's dead at the final scene. But other than that, he doesn't really do much. Um, my darkest secret is I'm doing this fucking podcast. That's my darkest secret. That's not your darkest secret. Your child just came in and you immediately told her what you're doing. You literally, you literally were given the excuse, "Hey, I'm talking to Grammy." Right now. This is the Grammy that we don't talk about at the dinner table or ever. This is the long lost Grammy. Bad Grammy. Okay. Yeah. This is this dark is Grammy. Grammy. This is dark Grammy. <laughs> This is Dark Grammy. When I say Riverdale three times, Dark Grammy comes out. So don't open the door, okay? Honey, I'm, Daddy is in here camming, okay? <laughs> oh, I, yeah. So yeah, that's that's the thing that happens. Anyways, let's talk about the only plot that matters. The Cheryl plot. Do you know what Cheryl's up to? Um, hmm. I'm guessing it's going back to the, I guess what we would call the A plot, which is the football game or cheerleading or something. Yeah, Appleyard. Yeah. She's trying to, yeah, Appleyard's trying to get, get, get through with the HCIC. Head chicken in charge. Is that the A plot or the yeah, B plot? Like, or, or actually, all of these plots are C plots uh, or worse. But I'm. I think it's. I think it's like the uh, the alphabet plot because they're all kind of <laughs> intertwined. Yeah, they're yeah, all kind of intertwined. It's all that. So she um, eventually she she takes back the cheer squad by locking Appleyard in a room, and then they just leave. Yeah, she just locks the, her in a room. They and they does her dance. they no keys exist, right? And. Um, rooms can be open. She got the keys. She got the keys. Yeah. Now, now, there's a very interesting element to that situation in that the female changing rooms at Riverdale have have a room that locks from the outside. What? And that what? you can't get out of without a key, but it's not on your side of the door. Who is running this fucking school? Jeffrey Epstein? I thought she was in an office. That oh, I think was she so. in her office? Okay, but it still that, shouldn't be locked. Okay, from the that outside. makes from the outside. Who is he? Matt Lauer running the school? <laughs> How many more names <sighs> can you, you like? You a lot out? of names. <laughs> yeah, I'm just there's so many names. I mean, come on, this is insane. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so. Cheryl just leads her like dope ass cheer routine and does a little cool. To cherry bomb, like bam, bitches. Oh yeah, it is cherry bomb. Oh, very nice. Very good song. It's pretty dope. The runways, right? Yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah, the runways. They still lose. The football team still loses. But we got to see that dance routine, so we win. Yeah, we win. We win. It's it's fine. We win, but like the team lost. And there's. It was the score was like seven to six. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know anything about football. I don't know if that's impressive or not. That seems like a low score for a football game. It, well, I mean, it's a high school football game, though. So, like, typically a high school football game, people aren't scoring like crazy because everyone kind of sucks, even the best teams. So it's like, eh, it happened. That, that, that's doable. Okay, wow, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, look, look, look. I'll talk about, like, 
Flying incest babies for hours. We're not talking about football. We're not talking about football. <laughs> I don't want to understand. I don't want to understand football. I don't want any questions about football answered. I don't want to hear another thing about a ball. Mm-hmm. I will Google how the scoring works on my own time. I, I was just, I was, I was just joking. Sure, Andrew. The Super Bowl is coming up. You might want to get ready. Who's playing? Who's playing in the Super Bowl? Uh, teams. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers what? and the Kansas City Chiefs. What? You just made both of those up, and they're incredibly offensive. No, that's... <laughs> I would say 60% of NFL team names are probably okay, offensive. Okay, the Kansas City nope, Chiefs, that's... though? That's a real mm-hmm, team. That's a thing. Um, well, that's the... I mean, when it comes to Native American football team names, that is not the most offensive um, go ahead and we'll... No, I know it's not the most <laughs> offensive, but I'm curious as to what their logo is. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. That's a ter- uh-huh. that's a terrible logo. Uh-huh. It's an arrowhead. Uh-huh. It's the, yep, and that's the name wow. of their sta- their uh stadium too, I believe still. Okay. Uh-huh. Wow, that's amazing. All right, so let's see what the heck the 49ers look like. I mean, 49ers is about the gold rush cuz it's San Francisco. You know, that's these, these fuckers couldn't mind their way out of like <laughs> Of sandcastle, <laughs> the terrible miners. Is it at minor forty nine er? Isn't that a thing? Yeah, that's that's basically what it is. Or, you know, or is minor forty nine er only a Scooby Doo villain? No, I mean forty nine ers are were like the Gold Rush people. That's what that's about. But also, only pictures of that Scooby Doo villain shows up. Anyways, <laughs> um, so minor forty nine er shows up and saves the game, uh-huh. but uh, Riverdale still loses. And uh, that's that's the story. Do we have a slam book for this episode, or a Andrew forgot this plotline because he's bad? Oh yeah, the very end cap. We is, have a slam book. Sorry, the very the, sorry. The very end of this episode is Betty picking, crying, picking up uh, Jughead's uh, goods and services from Stonewall Prep. She's all crying, and then Brett walks in the room, and he's like, Save your tears, you harpy. I know this is what you wanted. <laughs> It'll only be you and me in Yale New next Haven, year? yeah. Wow. Yeah, oh, New Haven. Oh, yeah, by the way, Jug had gone to Yale. Mm. And because he died, she gets to inherit his uh, enrollment. In my home state. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm honored Jughead's coming to Connecticut. I'm not going to look up. Oh, you had to tell me it was Connecticut because you would have had to. New Haven, Connecticut. Yep. Connecticut. Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Uh, but yeah, so I guess, yeah, because their last episode, I completely skipped the fact that Jug had gotten to Yale because he didn't try to get into Yale. He just magically got into oh, Yale. Oh, because that's how it happens. And... You don't have to fucking pie your way in like a fucking asshole to get into Yale. Yeah, Betty did not get into Yale, so they have like this sad meal where uh, Betty's like, no, no, it's cool that you got into Yale and I didn't get into Yale, and Jughead's like, it's not cool that I got into Yale and you didn't get into Yale. I know. I brewed for a living. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so that happens. Um, And then, apparently, by murdering Jughead, she gets into Yale. Oh, okay. maybe she, maybe it's Jughead's face. That it's gets a little-known law. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what happened. Like maybe Jughead liked was like so compassionate towards Betty that he faked his own death so that she could get into Yale and he could go into hiding and dress up as like I don't know bug bed bug bed and show up as like <laughs> uh, the long lost Jones boy. 
Hi, I'm Bugbed, the the other boy who looks just like Jughead. Do you think what's... Tell me all of your secrets. What you think of me? Is that what you think happens at the end of this episode, or the end of the season, is that Betty um, Tangerine's back to stop murdering Jughead? Oh Oh, my god, that's exactly what's gonna happen. Oh fucking hell. Did you... I didn't read any, though. I'm just guessing that that's... I mean... No, I know you didn't, because I, that's an idea that's so stupid. Only they the writers totally of Riverdale could have thought about it. Why well, set oh that up God. if you're, you know, it's, you know. Do you think, like, um, Jughead's going to dress up in, like, caramel-looking clothing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's going to be like, hey, I tried on this furry costume. Look at me, I'm caramel. Yeah. It's Chekhov's it's check tangerine. they got to use it. <laughs> Wait, sorry, Valeska, are you offended as a furry? Like, what are you offended <laughs> as? As a caramel fan. Yeah. Oh, as a caramel stan, the 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 one true cat, caramel. Can that be a spinoff next? Can I hit spin-off, like, caramel, the caramel show? I'm going to get a cat and name it caramel and just, like, put videos on Instagram and that'll be the spinoff. Mm. <laughs> Is that the video's going to be, like, you, like, almost hitting it with rocks? Because if so, No, it's going to be don't. the lighter side of caramel. The light- <laughs> That's like- the name of the YouTube show, is the lighter yes. side of caramel. I love this. <laughs> oh, Wow. Wow. So, um, let's get the slam book, then we'll get the ratings, and then we'll get get out of Riverdale. Okay, so best name, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Oh, probably We found not. out Brett's full name this episode. Oh, did we? I totally missed yeah, that. Yeah, we did. Brett Weston Wallace. Fuck you. Not Brett Easton Ellis. <laughs> Is that what that's supposed to be? Brett Weston Wallace. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, hell yeah. No, no. <laughs> Brett Weston Wallace. I love yep. it. This is the this is a war crime. This is a <laughs> war crime. This this is war against all of us. Actually, Brett, this Brett probably is better than Brett Easton Ellis as a pure human being. So I'm okay with it. I mean, maybe worst name Miss Appleyard, but she also wins best dressed because she has this one piece like jumpsuit mm. in the blue and yellow colors. Kind of liked it. Worst dressed Holden Honey. Wearing all of his Riverdale shit, and also Veronica Luna for that uh, the wig, and they didn't really have any Riverdale names for anything in this one. Hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure HC so in charge. Short slam book. Oh, yeah. Actually, we'll put that as a tie for best name with Brett Weston Wallace. Bet. Oh my God, I can't with that. I can't with that Brett. Weston oh, you can and you will. <laughs> oh, Jason, how many river punches? Um, how many, I. How many, how many river punches? I mean, I actually really enjoyed um, hearing about this episode. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go 250. I'm gonna say 250. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Valeska, how how much alcohol do I need to consume to forget Brett Weston Wallace? Uh, 39 river punches worth. Mm, oh, not a fan of this episode. Uh, oh, spiked, uh, right. spiked, spiked punches. With maple oh syrup. God. Um, just for learning that last fact, infinity <laughs> river punches. It's a good name. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote the slam book at one best name. Deal with it. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's I'm it. sorry. It's true. It's true. Do you guys want to hear about the, sh- the episode names that are coming up? Yeah, I do. Yes, please. Ch- please. Chapter 68, 
uh, quiz show. Is chapter 69 just called Nice? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> quiz show. No, what, what, what is that? What's 69? 69 is Men of Honor. Oh, fuck okay. you. I hope... I hope they 69 and that's how they prove their honor well um uh, this Wait, which what is men, what is what is men of honor men uh, of honor is a film with cuba gooding jr i believe that's a military film oh okay so i've seen that dvd before and was like i'm not buying that. well um so, <laughs> <laughs> so this is a crossover episode with katie keen which is a Whoa! spin-off of Oh my god, Katie Keene is showing up? Why hasn't Sabrina showed up? She's too good for this show. What? Sabrina's like, no. So we're getting the Katie Keene Well, Riverdale's Keen like shining away from the whole supernatural thing, so. I guess. But like, they could have done that in like the, the football team. Like, it could have been like the Greendale Baphomets or something. <laughs> or like... <laughs> Greendale Baphomets. <laughs> I love it. I love that so much. Um, chapter 70 is the Ides of March. Unclear about whether that's a reference to Julius Caesar or the Ryan Gosling vehicle. I'm not sure which that's supposed to be. What? Ides of March? Are you serious? What? 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 Okay, is there any more? Chapter 71, how to get away with murder. Are you I don't know how you reference a TV show that's still going on, I think. I think that show's still on. I'm not... Also, like, none of the characters in Riverdale would watch that because all they're doing is watching, like, I don't know, 1950s, like, Andy Griffith show. Oh, yeah. Like, that's all they watch, I'm sure. Or, like, weird Montgomery uh, Clift movies. And you. That's all they're watching. <laughs> and you. <laughs> no, I think the characters in you are watching this oh, show. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what causes it. Fair enough. That's, that's it? it? That's what we got? That's, that's what we got? That's what we got. Wow. Have you ever read a book with 69 chapters or like 70 chapters or like 71? Like, mm, I'm sure I, I have. I feel like, no, I don't believe you. <laughs> That's rude. Ba- based on the limerick at the beginning of this, it's probably a fair assessment. Wait, how many chapters does a Bible have? It's really hard. Do you like verses or but chapters? Chapters are like small though. Aren't they? Yeah. Right. Well, no. And then there's like the book of the book of Job. Yeah, they're different books. So that like, the, the Bible the, isn't one book, so. right? The book of like Jughead, the book of Veronica. What other books are there? Book of Mister Honey. That's like that was from the New New Testament, though. We don't we don't care about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the can I make can I write the the Riverdale Bible? You think they would let? I me think do you that? have to. I would just all you have to all... do is just call it the Dale River. Bible, and they can't touch you. We've determined this already. They yeah, set the rules. Well, we just play by them. Uh, if I, I'm going to write the new New Testament, and it's just going to be Riverdale plots, and it's going to be like Jughead, the first of his name. He's Even. the third of his name. Well, because technically his name is Forsyth, but like the Bible doesn't know anything about names. The Bible's always like <laughs> they have an Johnny. entire chapter just on name people. <laughs> yes. They do, and it's the it's the worst chapter ever. Like well, that's it's Genesis so boring. Is like so and so begot. It was the blurst of times. It was the best of times. It was the Bible of times. Um, I want to point out, um, Andrew, that the stand has seventy eight chapters. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But are they numbered? But are they numbered? I believe so. Yeah. The book I'm reading now has like 50 chapters. I'm reading um, Summer of Night, which... Ooh, wow, that's a, that's a big brag. Ooh, I'm reading a book with a bunch of chapters. Ooh, that's what you oh, asked if, if I've ever read a book. Those Ooh. answered directly to your Ooh. question. 
Oh, I'm Jason. I read the big books because I got the big brain. Spelled M O O O N. I'm so M O. This isn't. This isn't. This isn't a tie. Hey, where can we find you on the internet, Jason? Oh, I don't know. Um. Okay, that's no, fair. No, no. Uh, Velasco, where can I find you on the internet? Uh, BitchcraftTO on Twitter, mm. if you want. Follow Perfect. or don't. Awesome, awesome. Follow or don't. And I'm not going to let Jason finish. Uh, you can find Jason on uh, No, no, on no, no. no. I don't want your you. follow. I don't want your pity follows. You can... You can find uh, his his uh, his family at one seven eight four five six. I think that's a postal code in America. I don't know. Show up with animal masks and golf clubs if you're coming. Yeah, they're as backwards as those Riverdale folk. Um, and uh, as always, you can uh, rate this podcast five stars if you are delirious and uh, didn't listen to what we just said and somehow skipped to this part. Trust me, it was good. Rate it five stars. Uh, you can email. We will love you for that. We will. If you actually write a review, I will read it on this I, episode. I won't love you. I won't respect Do you. Do we have any reviews? Um, uh, I think we had star ratings. We might have had one or two reviews. We should start reading I, reviews. I forget. We should. It's kind of hard though because we, I, we need Jason. We need you to check because we can't see American reviews. I would, I would, yeah, I would gladly take that role on going forward. If you put a review in, I will personally read it, and I will promise I will not make you sound like too much of an asshole. Well, I mean, it depends. If if they're all like, if the whole email is like, these are all the things Andrew got wrong. That I'm definitely reading. Right, that's my job. (laughs) That (laughs) you are hired if that's. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god it's just gonna this podcast is eventually gonna evolve to me and like some 10 year old girl who knows everything about this show and just insults me for like ever that's why i had to stop working with kids because they just made fun of me i used to like work uh, help with kids and like youth centers and like once they reach a certain age you're like why are you single loser you have no friends or family and i'm just like yeah okay it's fine it's fine it's fine now it's you fine. know why archie yeah. just punches his feelings out <laughs> oh yes you know what i play ponies and they're like no i'm 12 fuck you <laughs> fuck you i will punch a preteen for you just point them out <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> With me and Valeska hanging out, I'm like, yeah, it was that preteen right there. She's like socking preteen. That's the, that's the new segment of the show. Every week, we bring a preteen on to, to punch. <laughs> we will punch a zoomer every episode if you rate us four stars. That is a, a zoomer. A zoomer. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yes. Is that what young kids are called? Yes, zoomers? Sir. Zoomers. Gen Z. Yes, sir. <clears throat> oh. Gen Z stands for Zoom? Mm-hmm. We're punching them. You... Oh, my God. Boomers are the worst. Uh, you can also email us at milkchusemmoses.gmail.com. You can follow us at I mean, M on Twitter. And, hey, if you listen to this far into the episode, you know, you have to tweet us at mpodcastm. If you were listening to me talk right now, I will give you something. So you have to tweet us that you listen this far into the episode, past the plugs, all the way here to this thing that's going to end dramatically as soon as I finish this sentence. I will give you something. I don't know what. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.